What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh uh, that ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just wanna keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. All right. Yes, yes, real indeed. Good afternoon, or good morning, or good evening. It really doesn't matter at what point in your day you're listening to this because I'm recording it at 5.37 on a Monday. Yes, Monday. If you hate Monday, fix your life. And fix your face because at the end of the day, you made it. And as 2 Chainz says, if you woke up this morning, nigga, you winning. So take that win and take it in stride like I'm doing. I hope everyone had an excellent weekend, despite the tragic events that took place this Friday in Christchurch, New Zealand. If you weren't aware, another mass shooting happened. And I say another because I'm not sure of the count in 2019, but I guarantee you it's well into the double digits. And that's a scary thing because it's only March. We single digit in months, but double digit, maybe triple digit in mass shootings. I don't even know. Because the way the FBI defines mass shootings seems like it changes year to year. All I know is if somebody opens fire on innocent people, it's a bad day. And more than a bad day, it's a bad month. It's just it's a bad thing that we've become numb to in a lot of ways. I didn't even hear anybody mention it much on the news. And that's because world news coverage sucks in the U.S., if you didn't already know that. I used to watch BBC and Al Jazeera a lot before they took it off air because it was the only outlets. They were the only outlets that I could consume world or global news coverage. And I feel like an idiot anytime I'm sitting there watching talking heads like myself discuss domestic issues that really, I mean, they do have an impact on the immediate results of this year's election or next year's election or whatever, but what really matters is what's going on on a macro level. And on a macro level, shit is not sweet. Not to say shit in America is sweet. This weekend, a lot of civil discourse was surrounding an academic scandal, mainly centered on Hollywood elites paying exorbitant amounts for their children to attend Ivy League universities and private universities like Georgetown and USC. Well, I can't say this is news. I went to Georgetown on scholarship. Thank you, Uncle Sam. And thank you, taxpaying citizens. You helped me out. No debt. Now, what I saw while attending Georgetown mainly on the undergraduate campus, because once you get to grad school, everybody's paying their own way, so a lot of that stuff kind of filters itself out unless mommy and daddy are still paying for grad school at that point. But what I saw was a lot of ignorance, 
And you see ignorance on a lot of college campuses, but you would expect to see less of it on one where the academics are a bit more stringent. Wasn't the case at Georgetown. And that led me to believe that there was a lot of nepotism around here. Not necessarily the professors letting their kids in, it was more so financial nepotism, if that's even the way you put it. But basically, if you can cut a check, you can get your kid in. And you can get them in under some very, very false pretenses, like saying they're an athlete when they don't compete in any athletics. Ugh. It's a sad, sad world out there, but it's also happy. At least it was happy for me. My mom came to visit me. Well, not me, but she was in town, so we got dinner. It's always good when you can see family, at least if you're close with your family. I'm not going to get into family because some people might hate their siblings, and that's a real thing. It's unfortunate because that's your blood. You should love your blood at all costs because that blood is thicker than water. But people like to drink water. It's necessary. Your body's 72% fluid. What the hell am I talking about? Other than the shooting that happened on Friday, there was some really, really good fights. Uh, Friday night, Earl Spence Jr. Oh, I take that back. Saturday night. Saturday night, Earl Spence Jr. retained his welterweight IBF title and proved that he is much more than powerful, fast, and athletic. All right, he beat the shit out of Mikey Garcia every which way possible, mainly with the jab. I love seeing some slick boxing, and that's what Earl Spence showed. From what I saw all the commentators and experts talking about, like Sean Porter, who eventually wants to fight Earl Spence Jr., so I should have known it was low-key shade. They were saying he was probably just going to power through him, but he showed some slick boxing ability. I appreciated it, and I hope everybody else did too, on Reddit or on pay-per-view, you know, since I guess Earl Spence does get a cut of that. So I take that back. I didn't watch it on Reddit. I paid for the fight, I swear. In any case, Mikey Garcia, he moved up four weight classes, all right? So if he was able to retain this fifth championship in Earl Spence's division or against Earl Spence, it, it, it would have been very, very impressive, to say the least, okay? It's not like he was fighting some amateur contender. He was competing against an elite, potential, all-time welterweight. We'll see. You know, he still has to fight Keith Thurman. He still has to fight Terrence Crawford. There's some super fights to be had for Earl Spence Jr., especially now that he's coming off the layoff and he's proven that I'm more than just uh, a strong guy in there. Not to say anybody ever thought he was, but people thought he was just going to use his physical prowess over Mikey Garcia, who was an undersized dude coming in there. Now, Mikey took some unnecessary shots, in my opinion, to the head. His brother slash trainer wanted to stop the fight a couple times but mikey said keep it going and it didn't look like he was ever in danger of being knocked out but with successive shots to the head along with those shots to the body it just looked like physically he was gonna go down at some point it didn't happen but it was still just an amazing show of ability on earl smith jr's part outside of boxing i spent a few hours watching ufc too um this weekend was really one for the degenerates. I found a new gambling site called UWager. That's UWager. Yes, UWager. Please, wager with me. And let me know if you do. I got a referral link for all y'all. I get some bonus coins. I'll cut you a check. Please, just let me know if you're interested in betting on 
some basketball, some cricket, some presidential elections, some everything. I mean, this is really for those people out there who have nothing better to spend their money on than a little extra play on the side. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't bet any money that you ain't willing to lose. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be something that you don't need. Don't come to me next week in the Instagram DMs talking about, man, you had me using half my rent because I thought that prop bet was going to hit. Nah, son. Not my fault. I ain't do that. You wager is very, very convenient, though. Quick payouts. You can use Bitcoin. You can use MoneyGram. You can use direct deposit through your bank account. I would suggest not doing that because your name will be associated with it. And gambling technically isn't legal in all 50 states. So, yeah, keep that in mind. It is legal where I'm at, though. So stay off my back, feds. Uh, I was talking about UFC. Uh, there were a lot of good fights. I wish I had bet on more of them, going with my gut. But then again, the ones that I did hit on netted me enough money to cover my losses because I did take some losses as well. Volcan Oznamir, which that I'm going to get to that because that really, really upset me. That shows that there's clear corruption and not only boxing, but in all judging because in UFC, they use the same box. They use the same judges that they use in boxing. If you weren't familiar, a lot of people who judge the sport of boxing and mixed martial arts haven't competed in those sports. So, as you can imagine, that leads to a lot of bad decisions, and that leads me to believe that Vegas is in on it. These judges aren't just making these decisions in a vacuum. Somebody had a cut check for Dominic Reyes to win that fight. He's an up-and-comer. He is a talent that the UFC, uh, UFC has invested a lot in, and I believe that the fix was in for that one because Ozdemir was the clear winner of that fight. I don't want to say clear, right? I've never competed in the octagon, but from the fans' perspective and from the judges' perspective, or not the judges' perspective, obviously, because they're the ones that decided Dominic won because of leg kicks or some bullshit like that. But from the perspective of the commentators who were calling the fight, Dan Hardy and I believe it was Paul Felder, they both thought that Ozanumir did enough to win as well. So I was very upset because I obviously had money on it, but by his side, he should have won the fight. And that's his second loss, so who knows where that's going to drop him in the rankings, especially since he lost to a lower prospect type, not necessarily a championship-level contender. See what this does for his confidence. Talking like I'm an armchair psychologist. Ignore everything I'm saying. Jorge Masvidal. I've always loved Jorge Masvidal. If you're not familiar with this dude, Game Bread Fighter, follow him on Instagram. He comes from the backyards with Kimbo Slice down in Miami. I remember watching this dude on YouTube, Ponytail, back in 2005, like when I was a freshman in high school. So this isn't new to me, the fact that this dude was going to go in there and compete against Darren Till, an oversized young bull, and they're ready to compete with that strong left. He dropped Jorge within the first 10 seconds of the fight. So clearly, my money was on the right horse to an extent. Darren had a chance to finish him, but the lights turned right back on for Jorge like the veteran he is. He weathered the storm, came right back, level changed, switched up his mixed martial arts. He was more than prepared and then switched stances and dropped Darren Till with a straight left hook. It was just a bomb. It was a bomb. Um, I recommend checking that fight out on uh, ESPN+. Plus. 
that that app is super convenient, by the way. And this isn't an endorsement because ESPN don't cut me no checks, but I love the fact that I was able to watch the the fight on my phone. I can go back and watch it again. It, it's it's been really good for the sport. The fact that it's alongside the NBA on the ticker, it's been really really cool. But what was I talking about? Jorge Masvidal being the savage that he is. After the fight, he got into another altercation with Leon Edwards, who is a lesser-known uh, contender from the UK in the welterweight division. And I don't even want to mention it because Jorge specifically said that he's upset about the fact that he got into this altercation and gave this dude Leon more clout than he deserved because that's all he was chasing. And he got it, ultimately, along with that three-piece and a biscuit. Jorge lit him up backstage, and I appreciated the Nate Diaz-like aura that was surrounding the whole atmosphere. I loved it. It was some real, real thuggish, sluggish type shit that I can get down with. Real niggerish behavior. Outside of all the fighting that was going on, though, there was some real good basketball at both the amateur and professional level. Zion Williamson returned from... What a lot of people thought was going to be a significant knee injury, but significant only in the sense that it was going to keep him from competing in college basketball for the remainder of the season. But dude's a savage. More than a savage, he's a competitor. He is hungry for a title at the collegiate level. And he is you know, just a dude that loves basketball. He's a young kid, feels invincible, as he should. Um, dude is dunking over everybody. He looks like Superman out there. 285 pounds, 6'7", grabbing every board. So everything he does just looks more explosive, faster, and better than what your best athlete can do. It's like him and John ja Morant are the only two athletes I've seen this year in college basketball that just look different than everybody else when they play. And I'm sure there are others because I don't watch a lot of college basketball. I'm not going to pretend I do. Taco Fall, that dude's like seven foot six, play center for the UCF. He had like a 74% field goal percentage, which I guess is an NCAA record or something like that. That dude looks different out there, but only because he's giant. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo dropped 52 in a loss to the Philadelphia 76ers in what should prove to be an excellent playoff matchup in the Eastern Conference finals. I don't know about the finals, maybe the semi-conference finals. I'm not sure how the seating works out, but in any case, Giannis is the new Shaq with a higher ceiling, really. I saw a meme online that suggested their numbers by comparison says Giannis had a much better 24-year-old season than Shaq did. Shot 58% to Shaq's 55%. Averaged 27 points to Shaq's 26 points. Averaged 12 rebounds to Shaq's, I believe, 10 rebounds and had double the assists. So he's doing all this while running the point. And Giannis has been playing basketball for a max of about 15 years. If that, really. I mean, he was collecting money on streets in Athens as a Nigerian immigrant. We all know that he has two or three younger brothers or something like that. And, you know, he comes from a large family where he was um, you know, separated from them for quite some time. When he came over here as a 17-year-old in the NBA, people forget he's been playing in the NBA since he was 17, 18 years old. Giannis has been around for quite some time. And they always said he had the potential, but now that he's put on you know, whatever it is, 70 pounds of muscle, and he's backing down Ben Simmons and calling them a fucking baby at the line of scrimmage. I almost said line of scrimmage. 
that's how dominant he looks. That's how physical this man plays. I said line of scrimmage because he looks like a defensive end out there. A freakish rush end. But, as I was saying, there's some beef between him and Ben Simmons. He called him a baby. Ben Simmons answered back with a nice little lob dunk or a tip dunk over Giannis's back because Giannis straight backed him down and just dunked all in his face and uh, got a foul out of it. It was, it was a beautiful play. I suggest everything that I'm alluding to, people go look up on YouTube for themselves because me talking about it ad nauseum does it no justice, really. I already mentioned the NCAA, but I didn't say how Duke won the title. In dominant fashion, Giannis, not Giannis, who? Comparing Zion to Giannis already, but those names do go together. They both sound very godlike. Giannis, Zion. Yeah, that's that's royalty. It's going to be basketball royalty quite soon. As a matter of fact, who am I kidding? It is already. Dude is about to back up the Brinch truck as far as endorsement deals go because he speaks well on camera. He's young. He's explosive. Jumping out the gym. Everybody already knows his name. I mean, he's pretty much the most watched athlete that we have in sports right now. At this moment. He's the hottest thing in sports at this moment. Everybody knows Zion Williamson. And if you don't, you will very soon. Please believe me. I'm not going to pretend to be some college basketball bracketology expert, but I did go to a bracketology event hosted by WUSA 9 and hosted by my cousin, Tevin J. Last night, uh, it was fun. Uh, Darren Haynes was there, the sports anchor and director for WUSA 9, along with the coach for DeMatha High School, which is a dominant uh, uh, perennial state champion here in the DMV area. A uh, player for the Washington Mystics was there, I forget her name, um, and some other people. They were all there playing their part in uh, uh, deliverance of picks for the seeding. And I don't know, man. It looks like Duke is definitely going to be in the Final Four. Gonzaga will probably be there, UVA, you know, those veteran-laden teams, those are all the one seeds, uh, UNC's a one seed too, UNC looks really good, even in their loss to Duke, they almost won, they were shot away, they almost dropped, that dude Kobe White, I think his name is, with the fro, that dude's nasty, but, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not some college basketball pro, so, don't take my word for it, but, I still gamble on the sport. NFL, AAF, if you're not familiar with the AAF, that is the American Alliance of Football, I think it's called. They have some legitimate money behind them now. Uh, CBS has agreed to air some games, and spring football looks like it's going to succeed. I was 100% off base on this. I thought for sure this was going to be some bullshit comparable to XFL or USFL, but Donald Trump's not involved in this league, and XFL doesn't come around until 2020, so... I know uh, Aaron Murray, my former high school teammate, is playing quarterback for, I think, the team in Alabama. I know they had a win recently. I mean, the, the games are unwatchable. I'm not going to lie. To me, anyway. I just I can't watch high-level college football or high-level professional football in the fall and then switch to watching that in the spring until it gets to a higher level. But I will say the highlights are fun. They let the dudes really hit the quarterback and... You know, the defense is still allowed to get physical in every way possible. And it doesn't look video game-ish in the way Arena League does with 
receivers still running full speed and those real condensed lines of scrimmage and it, it just it looks more authentic I'll say you know it almost looks like uh, European football used to look and not soccer I mean like uh, NFL Europe how that used to look how it was a bunch of guys who you know were on the cusp of playing in the pro and they still had uh, pro rules in terms of NFL rules but you know the competition was there and the athleticism was there enough to kind of sate your desire and hunger for some nice highlights but all that aside in the NFL Kareem Hunt's suspension was dropped down over the weekend and I'm gonna get in my soapbox for a second this was really upsetting to me having been a former intern at the NFL PA and this is part of the reason why I decided to divert my path from working there it just seemed like most of the focus was on public perception more so than actually protecting the players ability to earn a living and continue to be upstanding citizens for the National Football League I understand that there is a contentious relationship between ownership and labor but at the end of the day the union itself didn't do enough for Kareem Hunt in this situation for me. And I don't know if it was a personal decision on Kareem's part not to appeal the NFL suspension, but the dude already missed, I believe it was five or six games last year when he was put on the commissioner's exempt list. All right, the policy is on the books to suspend dudes in domestic violence issues, though this wasn't that because it was a simple assault and not even that it was it was just an altercation between two individuals that the police arrived on the scene of and decided charges should not be pressed I understand the NFL has a policy as a private industry to then say or a private entity to then say listen we're going to still hand down some form of punishment because you represent us as a player I get it but NFL is still a publicly funded institution in a lot of ways. Those stadiums, land subsidies, everything that goes along with being an NFL owner means that you're getting some tax dollars from the citizens. Not to mention, the fan base is what funds your ability to have a team in the first place. I know you made your billions in some oil or real estate or banking or some other industry, but football is what's paying your bills now. So as an owner or as a league, I think you need to take into account the fact that Kareem Hunt has already paid his dues to society. He sat out. He didn't earn a salary for however many weeks. He's already going to be earning $1.1 million this year. I know that's a lot of money to the average citizen, but if you earn $1.1 million as an NFL athlete, that's really only going to be about $250,000 in walking away money. Let's just be honest. And that $250,000 doesn't go a long way when you got so many hangers on, as I'm sure Kareem Hunt and every other NFL story does. This dude did not put hands on any female. Despite what ESPN and other sporting outlets will lead you to believe, he did not get physical with that woman. He did engage in behavior that I would not have myself, and I'm not here to defend Kareem Hunt's actions that night. I am here to simply say, when is enough enough? When is enough enough? When are we going to recognize that 
all these leagues and unions care about is their ability to CYA. That's cover your ass, or in this case, their ass. They have a bunch of CYA policies, man. When Ray Rice's video was first released, I was sick to my stomach after seeing it. You know what the NFL's response was? Two-game suspension. I dare you to juxtapose Ray Rice's video against Kareem Hunt's video and tell me a two-game suspension is all Ray Rice deserved for that video. And then tell me Kareem Hunt deserves six games on top of eight games. If those numbers are incorrect, I'm only off by a few games. But it doesn't matter because we don't know that woman's name. We don't know what she does for a living. And I recognize the fact that Kareem Hunt represents a multi-billion dollar league. I get it, okay? He is held to a higher standard. But what standard are everyday citizens held to? Standard of the law. And on that night, Kareem Hunt was a regular citizen. And when the law stepped in, they decided he didn't do anything illegal. At least not anything to elicit action from her or the state. Because that woman was acting belligerent and drunk that night as well. And from my understanding of the incident, she called him a nigger multiple times to his face, to which there are eyewitness accounts. Now, I'm not saying that gives him license to put hands on her, which he was definitely trying to do. All right. I'm not saying that if people weren't there to hold him back, things would have been hunky dory. And I hate the fact that I use that term, but it's all I could think of off the top of my head. I'm not saying that shit would have been sweet had his friends not been there. We recognize that he was being very, very aggressive and he was probably going to get physical with that girl more than just pushy shoving. And to anyone who says that he kicked that woman, you're being very dishonest. Anyone who watches that video would not call that a kick. It's not like he wound up and soccer kicked her in the back of the head. He nudged her with his foot as if a symbolic gesture to say, get the fuck out of my apartment, which I'm pretty sure he had already requested she do so multiple times. Again, I'm not defending Kareem Hunt. I'm defending his right to earn a living after serving his debt to society. If there's one to be served legally, which in this case, there was not. There was a debt to be served to the public. They wanted their two pounds of flesh in the form of some compensatory salary or some compensation from him saying, oh, I was wrong. He did that. What more do you want from this man? I heard Dan Orlovsky say he should never be able to earn a living in the NFL. Dan Orlovsky, you should have never been allowed to be a quarterback in the NFL, motherfucker. You ran out of the back of the end zone. That's the end of my soapbox. I'm not going to continue defending Kareem Hunt's actions because it makes me look like a domestic abuser. And I'm not that. I'm just a realist, man. You want this man to miss out on damn near a whole season of salary? 14 games overall for a drunken incident with the white girl who called him nigga to his face as he was asking her to leave his apartment, which she refused to do six times. <sighs> St. Patty's Day was on Sunday. It was a great day. As I said, I went to a bracketology event. I created a new cupcake recipe uh, with Jameson whiskey in it. It was a St. Patty's Day themed apple spice Irish cake. Apparently, Irish people love apples. And they love like tea cakes and shortbreads and 
um, some other really rich desserts, but also really bland desserts. I guess they didn't cook with a lot of sugar over there. Uh, a lot of things were made with alcohol, obviously. The stereotypes are true. They want to make chocolate cake with Guinness stout beer and whiskey. Never saw such things. But it all turned out delicious. Cupcakes were a major hit. Sold some of those. That's always nice. As always, if you need to spice up your holiday, your birthday, any occasion, or if you just got a sweet tooth and you're tired of the basic cookie or donut or cupcake, check out At Intoxicate, people. They are handmade, delectable delights that you love to dine on. Diabetic, at best. I'm joking. We don't even make with that much sugar. I'm light-handed, but heavy-hearted. Outside of the new cupcakes I made, I made some bomb cookies, which were a hit with my office. I'm baking, man. I'm always baking. And I recorded some of it on this uh, new little YouTube thing I'm doing called Baked Goods with a friend of mine, Jake. Y'all are familiar with him from other podcasts. He's putting together some content, and I'm editing it up. It'll be nice for... Him to have a portfolio would be nice for me to have some stuff on YouTube of me cooking for people that are always asking me about recipes. Believe it or not, I've gotten multiple DMs about how to make cupcakes or how to make these cookies. And you know what? If you really want to know, just check out the YouTube channel and I'll list the recipes because the stuff really is delicious. And I'm not saying that just to toot my own horn. I get compliments all the time. I've been cooking for about 16 years in some capacity, so I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm going to wrap this particular recording up by remembering an icon in the comedy world, to me personally, Patrice O'Neal. Not so much for his stand-up, because he didn't put out a lot of recorded material that I can watch, other than his special that's on YouTube, Elephant in the Room, and a few Comedy Central stand-up specials that I've seen. But just hearing him talk on Opie and Anthony, uh, Opie and, Anthony and different radio shows, giving his opinion on the female brain as he saw it, <laughs> It was uh, very politically incorrect at times, and I love that kind of shit. So he was right up my alley, and I always go back and listen to him in different moments. One of my favorite quotes he had was um, in the midst of an argument with a female caller. She said, all you guys want is pussy. And he goes, maybe that's not all I want unless that's all you got. Then it got real quiet, because that's some real shit. And you could tell it was stream of conscience. It wasn't some line that he had said before. Maybe it was, but even if it was, he delivered it like it wasn't. And therein lies the genius that is Patrice O'Neill. But one of the analogies I heard him make on a radio show once compared sex and relationship to tires on a car. Essentially, if you go to a car salesman looking for a brand new vehicle, and he's touting the tires on the car as the best and most reliable feature of the vehicle, there's a huge problem. That's a red flag. Same way if you fucking with a female, and the best thing about this trifling ass chick is her vagina. You don't want that, my friend. You need to turn the other way. It's a red flag. You're red flagging it. And unless you're a blood, you don't want to be red flagging it. Just ask 6 9 
got something I can listen to real quick. Shit, shit. Check. 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 Oh, fuck this shit. Stay calm. <laughs> 